going to begin this morning with a bit of instruction and then we'll sit together. We've been practicing being present in the body and coming back to the body, uh, finding a, a home in the body, a home for our attention, a home uh, as a sense of a, um, a resting place, um, a place of stability, uh, a place to, to come back to when the mind is, as it so often is, is spinning out with stories, narratives, past and future, um, self-judgments, judgments of others, uh, so many things that the mind does, so many conditionings of the mind that create a sense of suffering, a sense of separateness. And I talked a little bit yesterday about um, how some of the conditionings of the mind are so wrapped up with how we perceive and how we relate to the body. So just coming back to the body, not as a thought, not as an idea, but as a, um, just as a very uh, direct experience and immediate experience. Um, while at the same time acknowledging that that uh, though these these identities, these ideas, these ways of shaping our perception of the body arise and come up, and 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 really um, being compassionate, inclusive, welcoming, uh, bringing that attitude of friendship to these different ways that we. Uh, relate to the body and identify in the body. And so we're we're developing a capacity to to be present in the body in a way that is uh, spacious enough to include and to uh, without without getting, so wrapped up in um, the the particular specific ways that we may um, think about the body, relate to the body, feel about the body. Uh, so so there's a, a bigger context, a bigger space uh, to to just um, uh, be present and to witness, to to bear witness to what is arising in relation to the body and other aspects of our being and of our experience. So this, this sense of um, openness and spaciousness, uh, we, we explored yesterday um, in, the, in the body scan and in the meditations, um, being aware, seeing how experience 
arises and passes away. When we recognize that all of the experience that is uh, that we may be identifying as me or mine is transient, is impermanent, is arising and passing away, we can expand our our view. We can open up our view and not get hooked so tightly into what wisdom is telling us is um, is not truly uh, something stable and permanent. I'd like to add an element um, to uh, another another way of understanding our experience um, to to what we are observing and what we are um, uh, able to identify, able to recognize as coming up, and which we may be reacting to, uh, may be getting caught up in. So I'm going to use the Pali word uh, first, which is Vedna. Uh, Vedna is sometimes translated as as feelings, um, but it's it's a little confusing because we use the word feelings to talk about emotions, and so I'm going to use the word um, feeling tone or hedonic tone to uh, to translate Vedna. So, so Vedna arises as pleasant or unpleasant or neutral, and it it co-arises with every sensory experience, with every sound, with every touch, with every um, taste, smell everything that we see, we take in visually, and also our mental experiences. So our thoughts and our emotions, our mental images, all of these um, co-arise with a feeling tone of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So what's important to understand is that we have no control over what kind of feeling tone arises. So we may experience something as pleasant um, and 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 that just that just arises because of our conditioning. Uh, we may experience something as unpleasant or uh, as neutral and it, it again, we have no control over that. So, so it's important to recognize that where we don't control the the vedna that arises, nor do we, uh, nor can we make it persist or, or last. It's transient, uh, so it comes and goes. <clears throat> but the um, as as the Buddha called uh, people who um, hadn't haven't practiced meditation. 
um, you know, he he called them uh, the un the untrained. So the un the untrained person um, thinks that uh, they can hold on to pleasant feeling tone, uh, and uh, they can get rid of unpleasant feeling tone by pushing it away. Um, and we tend to ignore neutral feeling tone. So, so we, when we see something that's pleasant, the mind tends to react by wanting to grasp and hold on to it. When we experience something that's unpleasant, the mind tends to react by wanting to get rid of it. Or another way that the mind reacts when something is unpleasant is we, we want to turn our attention away from it and go towards something pleasant. And, um, and, and a lot of our experience is neutral. Uh, it's not really impinging on us as pleasant or unpleasant, and so we tend to ignore it. So, um, so just um, take a moment and look around your environment. Look at an object, a particular object. It could be a lamp, or it could be just looking out the window at a tree, at the sky. And so, you know, I'm looking at the sky, I'm looking at the clouds, there's a bit of blue, gray, and uh, the clouds are very slowly moving across the sky. And um, there's just a, a, a subtle, pleasant feeling in, in seeing that. And um, uh, but it's, you know, it's not it's not something that I can grasp, so the mind is uh, is not um, kind of grasping at it. Uh, but you know, but sometimes we do see something that's pleasant, um, like a piece of dark chocolate or something like that, and the mind <laughs> the mind wants to take it, uh, wants to grasp it. Um, maybe uh, look around and see if there's something that um, has an unpleasant vedna. You know, I'm uh, I'm seeing uh, on the top of my desk there's a kind of a a messy pile of papers, and um, and that has a somewhat unpleasant vedna. And um, yeah, so so um, as we feel these feeling tones, we can notice that there's a certain quality, a certain energetic quality in the body that we can feel. Um, that the body uh, energetically experiences this flux, this flow of hedonic tone, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. 
<clears throat> so what I'm pointing out to for us to become more aware of and to begin to practice with uh, in our sitting or um, standing or whatever posture you're in practice, um, the stationary practice or in your daily life practice is when a thought comes up, when an experience comes up, a, a painful sensation, for example, it's accompanied by the feeling tone. And what we really want, what the reactive mind really wants to get rid of is that unpleasant feeling tone. So it, um, it tries to escape. We think that we can get rid of feeling tone. Uh, sometimes um, if an experience arises uh, and um, somebody says something that hurts our feelings, anger comes up and we want to lash out and somehow uh, punish that person or make them go away. So anger, even hate can arise, blame. And it's arising because we don't want, we, we find it really difficult to be with that painful Vedna. So a lot of practice is just learning and understanding that unpleasant Vedna, hedonic tone, feeling tone, is just, it's just unpleasant feeling tone. The unpleasant feeling tone of having hurt feelings or feeling somehow insecure or feeling restless arises on its own, we're not in control of it, and it also passes away. It's transient. So mindfulness, and especially mindfulness in the body, helps us to have the stability to be with, and I'm focusing on unpleasant feeling tone, so mindfulness in the body and a stability of mindfulness, a stability of attention helps us to be with unpleasant feeling tone long enough to see that it's just uh, visiting, that it comes and goes. So we might get angry, our feelings are hurt. We feel disappointed because we didn't get something that we wanted. We feel lonely because somebody we love 
is not with us. We feel grief because somebody we care for and are close to has gone away or has died. We can develop the confidence that we don't need to escape those difficult feelings. We can be with them. We have the capacity to be with them, to allow them to rise and to pass away. So that, that way of practicing with difficult feeling is, um, is based in insight, it's based in wisdom. And the more we do it, the more we have the courage and the capacity rather than lashing out in anger or escaping into uh, pleasant sensations like eating something or taking a drug or and I'm not talking about medication I'm talking about alcohol and drugs that dull our uh, capacity to be present and sensitive to our uh, to our lives in our lives um, so so not escaping uh, but but being present giving space to um, it develops a capacity and a confidence to be with life as it arises and we also need to be kind. So there are some other tools that we can use wisely. One is to notice where there's a neutral in the body. Sometimes just going to it when, when feeling tone and reactivity becomes very tense, fear arises we can find places in the body where the vedna is neutral. Um, sometimes, uh, for example, just grounding ourselves in the touch sensation of sitting on the earth. It can, um, it can give us a sense of grounding, a sense of a reminder that, that we are held, that we're, we're on this earth. It can, we can even kind of think of it as a, a support. So feeling that support, feeling gravity. It's uh, something so simple and direct. And it's, it's mostly neutral most of the time. Maybe if we've been sitting for hours, it can move to unpleasant, but but usually it's pretty neutral. <clears throat> also, we can find a pleasant Vedna 
and I was talking about this yesterday in the practice, as the body becomes calm, as we settle into the body, there is a quality, it's a subtle quality of joy, simply by fully arriving in the present moment. It's, the Buddha talked about Vedna, hedonic tone, in in two categories. He talked about sensory, or what he called worldly, uh, feeling tones, and uh, non-sensory or unworldly feeling tones. And unworldly or uh, spiritual feeling tones arise in the context of our practice, arise in the context of um, a meditation, arise in the context of the awakening of wisdom and equanimity. So, so just um, as the body begins to settle and as the mind becomes more collected, we we begin to move into a quality of enjoyment um, that that supports and nourishes our practice. It was actually that experience that the Buddha had experienced as a young boy of entering into a collected uh, quality of mind and body, uh, which we call samadhi. He kind of naturally entered it um, as a young boy sitting under a tree one day. And he remembered that after all his austere practices and uh, very kind of harsh ascetic practices. And he realized that this was before his awakening and, and he realized that that actually wasn't taking him in the direction of awakening. And he sat under a tree and, and said, maybe it's just um, a very, a much more gentle way, a much more uh, simple way of not pushing away, not negating or denying, but being with and including um, and calming the mind and calming the body that will open the gateway to um, awakening that I'm seeking. And, and so that was the beginning of, of that night where he went through the different stages of awakening. So, so just um, orienting ourselves in that direction to, to trust, to trust practice, to trust being present, to trust attending and staying with our experience as it is, to trust the heart that turns to and bears witness to our experience without getting uh, to, you know, if, if we feel 
at times that our experience is overwhelming. Um, it's too painful. Taking a breath and finding that um, that respite, that kind of calmness, just in resting in something more neutral and learning also to nourish ourselves. So I'm laying out a kind of a, a buffet and we can talk about this some more when we um, move into our uh, Q&A later um, after the 11 o'clock sit. Um, but I invite you now to work with it and I'll offer a little bit of guidance. Uh, so, so let's just take a moment to move into a meditative posture, whatever that is, it's a posture that supports your practice. So feeling the body resting on the earth. Letting the body settle, finding a posture that is easeful, stable, and alert. As you settle mindfully into your meditation, meditation posture, and bring mindfulness to the fore, so calling forth that quality of attention, which is In the present moment, paying attention intentionally on purpose, without judgment 
And so a positive way of saying without judgment could be with a welcoming attitude, an attitude of friendship. Notice if there is a quality, a feeling tone, a hedonic tone, Vedna, in your experience of arriving in meditation. If you find that you're carrying energetically some mental state, uh, some energetic state of uh, maybe heaviness or sleepiness or uh, feeling edgy or um, irritable. Notice the, the unpleasantness of that. So without going into a story, notice that it's unpleasant. And just take note. Oh, this is unpleasant. and give space for it. Allow it. Allow it to be there in its unpleasantness. If there is a pleasant Vedna, pleasant feeling tone, simply arriving in the present moment, being open. Being settled. Enjoy it. Not grasping it, but simply acknowledging it. Oh, this is pleasant.
And sometimes you may be aware of sensation. Or just aware of the breath. Coming and going, rising, falling. And you might notice it's kind of neutral. That's actually one of the things that makes it a good object for meditation, that it's neutral and we don't tend to react to it. But instead of ignoring it, we can bring attention to it. As you collect your attention and using the breath, body, to come back mindfully to this moment, the present moment, to this breath, Notice if the thought or the sensation that drew your attention away 
from present moment mindfulness has a pleasant or an unpleasant or neutral feeling tone. Maybe quite subtle. So if a thought about something that happened in the past arose and your mind got hooked and you're in in a story, in a memory, in a fantasy, a drama perhaps, and then there's a moment of waking up and recognizing the mind has gotten hooked. Before going back to the breath, just bring attention to the body and notice what is the vedna, what's the feeling tone of that, of that thought, of that story, of that memory. And just recognizing how we keep trying to play out the memory and trying to solve it. And what we're really doing is trying to get rid of that feeling tone of unpleasant. Because the memory is just a memory, it's just a thought. It doesn't exist in any real sense. So the replaying of it is trying to somehow free ourselves of the pain that it brings up, the unpleasantness. Finding a way to give space to the unpleasantness can begin to free us. And the body is such a great ally in this process because in the mind, we get all caught up in the story. In the body, we can see it arising and passing away. We can know it. We can give it that space.
always with gentleness and kindness, knowing that sometimes memories held in the body can have a lot of intensity. And so working skillfully with them, sometimes just grounding in the neutral or just coming back to feeling the breath, perhaps in the nostrils. Can give us a, a bit of distance from intensity of feeling in the body. So there's many, many ways that we can work skillfully. And when there's openness, when the mind begins to settle, opening up to include the whole body, whatever that means for us, however that manifests for us, opening up the whole body awareness and a sense of resting in this body, this whole body, Perhaps letting the breath move to the periphery of awareness or the background. Noticing when a stability of mindfulness opens into a subtle joy. Just this moment, contentment, a sufficiency. This is enough. This breath, this moment, this life.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.